What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Had a week off, so finally getting back into some game action. Um, we're recording this Saturday night, so Duke just beat Miami uh, 68-66 at home. Big win over a ranked team. Uh, kind of nice little rebound there after the Clemson game, so we're going to get into that. Um, obviously, Jeremy Roach, it was his first game back, so that was big time. Get the captain back on the floor. Um, and then we'll do a little bit of a Virginia Tech preview and then we'll get out of here. But uh, before I toss it to you all, obviously, I just mentioned Roach coming back um, to me. And I said this to Raul offline a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it was his best game at Duke, but to me, it was one of the most impressive games he's had at Duke. Just coming off that in, um, that injury, he had missed three games coming off the bench. Weren't sure what what you were going to get from him. Um, not quite Ryan Kelly, Miami level Rick return, but I thought what he brought to us, just his his poise was huge today. He just seemed to be in control. Um, I thought that he kind of picked on Pack a little bit. Obviously, Pack kind of did his own damage and got going, but once Roach found out that they can't guard me, you could just see this look in his eye, and he was just getting to spots and just making some huge shots. So I wanted to start with him. Um, obviously, the last time he played was at NC State. That was not a great memory for us as Duke fans. So, you know, Shu, I'll toss this to you first. Roach's first game back, kind of what were you expecting from that? And then what did you think about what he was actually able to do? Um, well, like you said, I think it was one of his best games. You know, when he when he first came in, it was a little rusty. I think he had the, the turnover, trying to get an injury pass, yep. maybe a charge that he got called for. And they were also they were they were double teaming and trapping him, you know, up up at midcourt. Um, so the first couple of times until he realized that he could, you know, he needed to be strong with the ball and step through and get the pass off. But yeah, I thought he was uh, you know, hitting hitting shots from that mid range, getting to the spot, turning around, firing right over the top. I think he was five for five in the first half, and then he he finished six for ten. So um, you know, one and four in, in the second half. But uh, overall, I was just really happy for him. If you guys remember last year, the Miami game, you know, he got that that foul on Charlie Moore as he kind of tripped and hit a lucky shot, you know, and one. They, they, he misses the free throw and they get the rebound and score. And you yeah. know, we lose the game. When we were up three with 30 seconds left or whatever. So I uh, was real happy for Jeremy, especially down the stretch. He came up with two big steals in the last two minutes. Um, yeah. that, that was part of the reason we won. Yeah, the steal was huge for sure. I think he had five assists too. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I actually really liked that one of the first things that he did when he came in was that high ball scrum with Lively and then boom, found him for a lob. Jeremy's been great at that over his career at Duke. So it would be nice to get a little bit more. Um, obviously, it got Lively going a little bit too. But Roel, what did you see from Jeremy? Is that kind of what you were expecting from him or did he kind of over deliver here? Yeah, I admit I was a little bit worried um, just how mobile he'd be especially defensively, but I didn't notice a lot of defensive struggle from him. And then, like Shu mentioned, those steals were huge. Um, I think one of them was when he got fouled on that three-pointer and it wasn't called. The fact that he was able to get the ball right back and prevent a fast break, and I think he got it to flip and then flip gets fouled. So we were able to retain possession of the ball. Um, You know, that was a big play. And then also that uh, layup down the stretch that he had in traffic 
that kind of rolled off the rim and went in. Uh, you know, that was huge too. He showed a lot of strength on that drive, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, we're going to talk about the game a little bit, but I wanted to highlight a few players. Obviously, Roach being his first game back was was kind of the top of the board here. Um, another guy that I don't want to use the word that like I'm proud of him. You know, I'm not his dad or anything like that, but I thought Filipowski had some great growth this week. Um, I don't know how how much y'all got into it and looked at it. He has 17 and 14. Obviously, that's huge in itself. But just the way that he was playing, I don't think he had a single turnover, no charges. Um, he only had a few kind of like perimeter drives. He, he was Some of that, he was kind of doing it off motion and off curl, so that helped him out a little bit. Yeah, um, I thought it was more like the pick game than it yeah. was like the Clemson game. Yeah, he was able to catch up. That yeah, was able to catch in really deep and just make simple moves rather than do that spin move. Yeah. Yeah. I think he tried that once or twice. Um, you know, it's, he's still probably going to do it just because it's just what he's so used to. Um, but his shot selection, I thought was like really good today. Um, he he had a few nice passes. I really wish that like behind the back to young Mm would have got through and went down. That was really kind of crafty. Um, but you know, plays 35 minutes. Obviously our front court was really big time for us today. And, and I'll talk about defense a little bit with Lively, but I thought Flip played a phenomenal defensive game. He had a few lapses there, um, but down the stretch, he had some just huge possessions. Um, I think he had a block or two towards the end. He was rotating over well. Um, I thought he did a great job of using his body to just be a presence instead of fouling. Um so, you know, shouts to him for that. He got on the floor all day, it seemed like. You know, he was hustling for a loose ball, just playing his ass off, really. Um, so, shout-outs to, shout to Flip. And We've kind of been a little hard on him. Yeah, yeah those, those were stones. Yeah. Four yeah. straight down the stretch yeah. there. Um, yeah. Our last four points, in fact. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, you have Roach and Proctor, both pretty good free-throw shooters, go to the line. Both missed the front end of one-on-ones. Yep. And then Flip just seems to Well, that's to the be Roach specialty. Guy. That is yeah. the Roach specialty, yeah. But he's yeah, gotta, uh, Flip, that's the second time he's done that, right? Because um, what was it, the BC game? Where he yep. hits those uh, two free-throws at the very end to win the game? Yep, and that was down one, I think, right. when he did that. And so this was, you know, just just big time, big time play from Kyle. Um, well, let's, I, I kind of hinted at it a little bit, but let's talk about Lively. Um, I, again, just growth. You know, John talked about it in the Clemson post game that, you know, that was one of the best games that he had had um, or that, that kind of week. And they thought that he could build upon that. To me, this was pretty clearly his most impactful game again he only plays 18 minutes but he has six points 10 rebounds six of them were offensive rebounds five blocks i mean he just controlled the game um tough game for ryan young so maybe that has something to do with it as well but the flip lively kind of front court is really starting to kind of take off here a little bit um Raul, what what did you think specifically about what Lively was doing, contesting shots? And then, you know, even on offense, he takes nine shots. I think that's probably a little high, but two or three of them were just putbacks from his own misses. So he's probably still around that like six to seven mark. Um, but what, what did you see from Derek out there? Where do you think this kind of propels him? Defensively in the second half, he was phenomenal. It's the same stretch that Flip was phenomenal for, actually. And we were yep. in a zone there. We had a couple different zone looks. I thought having them there, being able to kind of rotate down to the back line when somebody did get into the defense was hugely impactful. I mean, how how many points did they have in the second half? 28. 28, right. Yeah. So for one of the best offenses, that's, you know, pretty phenomenal. Um, 
And then, you know, he had the five blocks, but he probably had a few more altered shots that didn't count as blocks. Yeah. And then he only ends up with three fouls, too. Um, and, you know, most of those happened early, I think. Yeah. Maybe all in the first half. Yeah, that kind of sounds right. Maybe one in the second right. half, but I know two were kind of like right there. Right. Yeah. Real Using his hands on the yeah, terrible, real ticky tack. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if he sent a hate email list to like all the ACC refs before the year or something because he just he's probably got the worst whistle I've ever seen. You know, just he gets those. Yeah, but he he also like we've talked about does some dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the ones where he brings his arms down, but the ones where he's like defending and you just got to kind of hand on a guy's hip. Yeah, or not even that much, but whatever. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought Lively, I thought this was his best game, most impactful game. He was, like you guys mentioned, the five blocks, um, 10 rebounds. You know, the 10 rebounds, aside from Flip getting 14, you know, I think that's his highest uh, rebounding game. You know, some people predicted him to lead us in rebounds. So to see him, you know, grab double digits, that's finally nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. He was like just to point out, naturally. we didn't predict that, right? Uh, yeah. What, yeah, what no, did we say, Philipowski? That's a little jab at somebody yeah. that's not here. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, yeah. Uh, co- coming back to um, lively versus young, there, I you know I thought Shire coached a great game, but my one criticism was why he took out lively down the stretch. Lively only had three fouls. We go to young for basically the last ten minutes, almost. You know, it might not have been that long, but it was close to it, and you know, it could have cost us because. I felt like Lively was far more effective defensively against them than Young was. Um, you know, and there's that play where we're up 66 to 64, and uh, Young gets switched onto Pack on the perimeter. Pack is able to go right around him. Either Lively would have been able to contain that, or he would have been able to rotate back a little bit better. Now, we lucked out because Pack misses the shot. They miss a couple follow up attempts. We get the rebound. But that could have been, you know, that could have been the game. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Um, and I don't know if it was just a trust thing of kind of Young's just kind of been that guy for us, or maybe we don't want to send him to the Free line throws. thinking Lively's yeah. foul prone, or they don't we don't want them to hack Lively and send him yeah. to the line. Either yeah. one, maybe. Um, I still obviously we won, but um, you know, let's talk about the defense since you've already kind of hit on that. Obviously, the second half was incredible. Um this was kind of what we were talking about last weekend, though, about like the Clemson game of like, where was some of that matchup zone stuff? Where was some of this when they we just couldn't keep them out of the paint? Today, I thought we did a really great job just how we defended the pick and roll, um, how we were switching. We used the baseline a lot as a defender today. I don't know if y'all are noticing that or looking at that, but we were kind of funneling guys to certain spots. Um, just I just thought it was, to me, this was a game... And this is kind of hyperbole and just a little bit, you know, whatever. But to me, this was kind of one of those program games that Kay used to always talk about coming off a big loss. Um, you fall out of the standings. You got a ranked Miami team coming in. Now, obviously, they had lost like two of four or whatever it was coming in. But to me, it's just a big time response. You know, it's a must win game. You come in, you play well. Um, several guys play well. Really, almost everyone kind of played pretty well. Young, not super great um but he wasn't he didn't wasn't really hurting us out there either um so you know that that's always cool to see i thought the crowd was pretty good they were kind of getting back into it um you know the defense john was definitely in his bag he gave a lot of credit to jay lucas so Mm -hmm. you know maybe he was the one that was looking at things that they were doing 
obviously in the first half they put up 38 points and we just couldn't really contain them you know pack was kind of just yeah, hitting some really tough pack shots was making, yeah i mean tough shots um that's the smitty game thread curse there yeah yeah you know yeah yeah the but, first the first half was so different than the second overall like yeah it was they were running better offense we were running better offense you know both teams uh switched up their defense in the second half as well so the game looked completely different the pace was different as well yep really interesting uh you know we ran great offense in the first half and then the second is where we really struggled of course really the last 10 minutes yeah and even then like I thought that we ran some great stuff in the second yeah. half. We just couldn't finish. Like so many missed layups. We had a mm. there's a stretch there where we got like four straight stops. And the only thing that happened was Miami went plus three. Cause then they come back down and hit a three. Like after we get four straight, we're trying to run. We can't finish. We can't score. And then they hit a three. It's we can't really seem to put teams away really well. Um, these droughts still kind of are plaguing us a little bit. Um, I did think, and they were mentioning it on the broadcast. I don't know if Isaiah Wong was like hurt, sick, whatever they were trying to say about him. We locked him up. You know, he was not comfortable at all. Um, he did kind of get those two big shots late to kind of keep them in it, but. I thought we were we did a great job of taking him out of the game. Um, Pat yeah, shouts to Mark off. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Mitchell was a big time was, performance from him. Yeah, Mitchell did well on him. Yeah, that was a big time performance from him on a smaller guy like that. You know, I thought he did great containing him. We funneled him into certain kind of spaces. Um, yeah, I thought you know. this was Mitchell's best defensive game since Iowa, probably. You know, I, I watched him pretty closely, and I think there was one bad rotation that I caught. And they missed that three, I think. It was the same one that yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about. Exactly. Because, yeah, I thought for sure it was going in. You know, yeah, corner three, Mitchell failing like, to rotate. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get burned. Um, we actually got lucky a few times because Lively missed one or two there right. as well. And they just kind of went cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, their pack had an open one in the corner um, in the second yep. half. He just stopped being able to hit. It's almost like the less contested he was, the more he missed. Because those ones in the first half were objectively harder shots. Yeah, yeah, he was comfortable in that first half, just in terms of just coming off and right. just firing it. Second half a little bit different. Uh, also, thought the turnovers today. Now I think we still had nine or ten. We had ten, um, but I think only one or two was like those live ball turnovers that kill you. I know Proctor had a really dumb yeah. one early on. We had two really dumb ones early on, but every all the other ones seemed to be just coming off ball movement, trying to move the ball. Um, well, Grandison and Young couldn't get on the same page. Yeah. So two of them came uh, back to back with them. Yeah. You know, Grandison was uh, cutting to the corner. Young tries to throw him a pass into the interior, but he's already gone by. Then the next possession, Grandison tries to throw an entry pass and throws it over Young's head. Yeah, I know. That Young, when I was sitting there and I was like, the worst part about that is either way, it would have been great because he would yep. either had an open three if you just wait or, or if you throw it a little bit earlier, he's got to lay up. And somehow we do neither. <laughs> but sometimes um, it looks like he's throwing a, a fastball to people. Like I think he threw one to Mitchell last game from like eight feet away, but it's coming at 100 <laughs> miles an hour. And oh, can... yeah. 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 Speaking um, of great passes, I know we're all over the place, but. My favorite, one of my favorite plays of the game was pretty early. Uh, Whitehead's pass to uh, Filipowski for the dunk. Yeah, yeah that bullet, that di diagonal pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a lot of good passes. Um, yeah, thirteen assists know. in the first half, right? Yeah, on like yeah, nineteen overall. So nineteen on tw our first five, I think, field goals were all assisted. So 
we were running some great stuff. Um, I thought the ball movement, the player movement off ball was really good from everyone. Um, you mentioned Whitehead. He kind of had a weird game, you know, he was, yeah. he, he had some moments, you know, he had, yeah, he had that nice three from the top of the key. And then obviously yeah, his crazy bank one. Yeah. He had that little turnaround jumper. Um, and he, then he started forcing it um, yeah. at the end of the first half and beginning of the second, he had like four straight really bad shots. Yeah. I thought. Um, it seemed like he could. He was trying to get to the rim, and then when he realized he couldn't, he just kind of jacked something up. Yeah, um, but I think, we did finally break the curse and get one of those prayer shots to go in for us. Oh yeah, that's right. true. Of, you know, that's true. I don't think we can completely separate the two of talking about how well Flip and Lively are playing right. together, and then what that also means for guys like Whitehead and Mitchell, who has not super great offensive games. You know, Mitchell was trying to have a, he, a few times he was starting to drive, and it's like, whoa, whoa, there's just nothing there. But to his credit, he pulls it back out and just passes it. Um, Whitehead wasn't, you know, we weren't charging into it, trying to make it happen. Really, it seems that Proctor and Roach are the only two that are able to kind of manipulate that and just recognize that, look, there's two big guys, so I'm just going to keep taking these little, like, free throw line jumpers. Um, Roach was just money in that little mid-range game, so... Maybe Whitehead can start to kind of utilize that a little bit, but there's it's hard to find space, you know, around the rim. But Mitchell did get that one charge that um, I don't know if you would if you would call that a charge. So yeah, I think I posted in the like uh, the game thread when when I was watching it, and I was pretty pretty pissed off. And I was like, basically, it's like this is why the sport is just going to the dump, dude. Like, what kind of call is that? Like, it was I don't know sidesteps around the guy <laughs> yeah he made he like he made Euro every effort to him, yeah. yeah to to avoid him um you know and he just kind of glanced hit him with his shoulder but the guy is not in front of him um, right. I, sorry i forget who it was who the defender it was long was. i think it was okay, long right. uh yeah. and then the other one that was bad was uh when he was he had deflected the ball and was diving for the loose ball and somehow gets called for the foul. I thought that yeah, was awful too. It's a loose ball, yeah. 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 The block charge call in college just ha it really has to be looked at. I mean, they're trying to look at this flopping thing now. To me, if they could figure out that, um, it would just make the game a lot a lot more fun to watch, you know, a lot more up and down. Um, we already don't have continuation. So whatever. So let's let's talk a little bit though about these droughts. Um so you know, it looked like we were kind of really going to open this game up um, and kind of get run away with it. We had like a six to eight point lead a few different times throughout the game at 59-51 with about 10 to go. Um, and then it was like 57-49 with like 11 to go too. And then we go like five or six minutes with just nothing. Was that just us missing shots? I guess my question is, what can we do to maybe prevent some of these four and five minute droughts? We've seen it almost in every game now. Is this systemic or is it just still playing with young guys? Uh, Ro, I'll throw it to you on this one first. Do you think there's any pattern to this that we can kind of learn from and grow from? Or are we just going to be prone to these with this roster? Well, this was a weird game for that because like you mentioned earlier, I generally thought we were running pretty good stuff even in those last 10 minutes mm -hmm. um and i just felt like we missed a lot of layups and i don't think that's really been the case in the other games where what happened was our offense broke down and we just tried to you know default to filipowski uh spin moves or whatever we weren't really doing that you know we got some a few open threes 
Uh, we got some looks at the rim, but they just didn't go in. So, you know, it's hard to say it's not a pattern when it happens almost every game, but it just it seemed to happen in a different way today. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, if you didn't see the game, but you're just looking at the play by play in the last 10 minutes, I mean, it's, it's just miss, it basically just has Filipowski miss free throw or miss layup, uh, Mitchell miss layup, lively miss layup. You know, there were just a lot of, I think I counted about 14 shots from, from right inside the paint that, like I said, we're not going to make all of them, but we missed a lot of them tonight. And there's a lot of them in that stretch that we had the ball. We were right there, just couldn't put it in the basket. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I was fortunate we'd built that lead because um, obviously we don't win the game without that. And we were still able to get to the free throw line. So that was good. That was huge. Yeah, we were definitely able to still get to the line um, and kind of took advantage. We didn't shoot as well as we kind of have in the past. I think we were, what, 9 of 15 or something from the line. Yep. Um, but, you know, w- when it mattered, Flip kind of saved us there a little bit. We missed those two front ends that we talked about. Uh, the other two guys that we haven't really touched on for, I guess, different reasons. Jalen Blakes doesn't play much today. He only plays like four or five minutes. Um, had the the little guard on. I heard it's like I saw somewhere he broke his nose or something in practice. So hopefully he can get back going. But I thought Grandison was huge for us today. He plays 24 minutes, has six assists. So he has six points, six assists. Um, we, we mentioned him and Young kind of couldn't get on the same page. But the two threes that he made were just big time shots, just big. And all, one of them was like the shot clock was like running down. Yep. Um, the, the other, the other was one the was final big. one before the buzzer or yeah. halftime. Yeah, before Tied halftime. Um, so, you know, I thought he played a really good game. He's kind of seen his minutes and playing time and role kind of fluctuate a little bit. Just shout out to him for staying ready. You know, six assists is pretty big time when you think about that, you know, like, I don't know. Um, and I think some of those little errors are kind of rhythm errors because when your playing time is going from like nine minutes to 20 minutes and you're playing with different people all the time, that can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of different lineups that he's been in and out of. And, um, you know, I just thought it was a, he gave us a, a boost, you know, he gave us that I think boost. We got, that what, 26 points from the bench overall, right? 14 from Jeremy, six from uh, Jacob and then six from Lively. So yeah, pretty decent production you know yeah. obviously jeremy's not really a, a bench player but it was yeah. today yeah true um right and i'll say that i'll say that grandison's what did he shoot two of seven or something like that yeah i think two of six two of seven yeah i'll say it's not as bad as that looked because he was in an unfortunate situation where he had to force several shots at the end of the shot clock like yeah. he had that one really kind of gross mid-range attempt late in the yeah, game from the paint yeah 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 he, he had two i'd uh, rather him put that on the rim than just right. throw it into you know <laughs> throw it as a turnover yeah i don't know if he was trying to get fouled or what but uh and then he had two like late shot clock three-point heaves and he makes one of them to his credit but yeah we put him in some awkward situations yeah and if you just remove those two then he's just two of five from three right it's like okay cool you know that's yeah, if we're gonna have him out there, and to me, in 24 minutes, I'd like to see him, you know, shoot seven threes or whatever it is. Yep. But you know, at least he was able to get some up, find some shots, get him in rhythm a little bit, maybe get him going. Um, before we transition to Virginia Tech, I guess this kind of goes hand in hand with that. Obviously, you just mentioned Roach comes off the bench for this one. Do y'all think that's going to be something that we stick with, or do you just think that was like, hey, get your feet back wet, let's see what, let's see what you got, see how you feel tomorrow, and then y'all expect him to be starting Monday night? 
Oh, I mean, John did mention in the presser that he, he played him a little bit more than he wanted to tonight. So I could see that maybe he would still come off the bench Monday night just to, you know, that we're playing a, a Virginia Tech team that's kind of backed into a corner, um, you know, after losing their last seven games. So, you know, he can sit on the bench and, and kind of get a feel for the game before, you know, inserting him in. But he could end up being on the start lineup as well. Who do you take out? That's where it gets tough a little bit. You know, it's probably Whitehead. Uh, it was interesting to me today, though, with Whitehead. We were giving him the ball to initiate offense a lot for a stretch there in the half court. It seemed like Proctor would bring it up and then just kind of pass it off to Whitehead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it would have to be him. I, I, I guess it depends with Roach. It depends on how his toe responds, right? Because this seems like one of these things that's just kind of going to be lingering. It's not really ever going to fully go away or, well, I don't want to say ever, but like during the course of this season. So if he has a lot of soreness, then, you know, hopefully he can still play, but he might play more limited minutes. But if he feels great, I wouldn't see why John wouldn't just put him back in the starting lineup. Yeah. It's going to happen eventually, right? It's just maybe not Monday night, but I think it is getting interesting to see, um, and maybe I don't want to just say it because he just had a bad game, but like, you know, Young and Mitchell were a little bit ineffective. Filipowski and Lively were. Do you think about doing something where you kind of run Proctor and Roach out there together, flipping Lively together? And then what do you do with that that third spot? To me, that's where it gets kind of like we've been running Mark Mitchell out there at the three. Um, I'd kind of like to see some minutes. I don't care if it start if they start or not, where we're just looking with like a Roach, Proctor, Whitehead flip lively kind of combination and then maybe have Mitchell and Young playing off each other a little bit. Um and if we're gonna know. do that, I would like Whitehead to be um kind of instructed to get up a lot of threes. Yeah. Because that's clearly what he's most comfortable doing right now. Like the speed just isn't there to get in the lane and the spacing isn't there either. Yeah. So I think he could be a great release valve. Just go out there and just jack up threes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I did like his passing today. He only yep. has two assists, but like you're right, we were running a lot of stuff from him, but it wasn't sticking in his hands, nope. I didn't think. He was kind of getting it right into Young or Filipowski, um, moving the ball around. So ball movement was was definitely, to me, a, a big highlight from from today. But uh, Come back to the uh, flipping lively stuff. I think it's pretty clear that both of them are kind of on an upswing right now. So I definitely want to see both of them starting. You know, I think Flip, after that kind of, he kind of hit the wall a little bit there. We were talking about it like, you know, what, three weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then obviously he takes a little bit of a dip versus Clemson, but he's still productive. Um, but it just feels like, you know, he's had probably his two best games in the last three games. So it feels like whatever wall he's hit, he's kind of pushed through that. Yeah. Yeah, and Proctor as well, too, you know? Yeah. Just going to say, next game, I mean, Virginia Tech, I believe Mutz starts as their center. So I don't know if you want Young guarding Mutz as opposed nope. to Lively, right? So That could go both ways because I could see Lively being a little too aggressive and picking up a bunch of fouls. fouls. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Virginia Tech a little bit, right? So really weird situation going on for them. I mean, seven straight, they lose a, a heartbreaker today against uh, on down there in Little John, you know, not unfamiliar to us, but Clemson sweeps them on the year. They only get 50 points on the board. 
um you know like i said seven in a row so they beat north carolina to start acc play and then lose their next seven i think they're one in what eight or one in seven in conference right now so not great um ken Palm's predicting them to win 69 67 right now so he's still kind of leaning into that their computer numbers remain strong they're 47th in ken Palm despite being 11 and 8 um don't turn the ball over really much at all uh kind of shoot well from the field um i don't know i haven't really watched a whole lot of them so i don't i think they have had a few guys in and out of the lineup a little bit uh blacksburg's always kind of been tough place for us to play but if, for me it's hard to 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 pick against duke going up to play against a team that just lost seven in a row shoe what do you think is this still kind of are you still Scared. No, I don't want to use the word scared, but are are you agreeing with Ken Palm here? Or are you going you going with Duke? No, I mean, I think, you know, what you just pointed out, we just came off a big win. It's going to be a quick turnaround. It was a quick turnaround for those guys, too. They were just in, like you said, in Little John. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the psyche of a team losing seven in a row, it's hard to, you know, are they going to just kind of give up on the season or are they going to come out swinging? Um, you know, Mike Young's teams, I would think they're going to come out swinging. So, a couple of those games, they were without Hunter Couture, who's a really great three-point shooter. Um, their other guard, Padula, can shoot them. Uh, of course, Mutz cut us up last year, so I always worry about him. They got a four that can step out and shoot, uh, Basili. So I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think we can definitely win, and, I, and I'm kind of going to go out on a limb and predict us to win. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I'm with you. I mean, four out of the last five games, they haven't scored 70 points. I think that's going to be another kind of case like that i would expect it to look kind of like this game did maybe in the high 60s maybe low 70s um raul where do you stand are you kind of going to balance things back out for us or are you feeling good about where we're at unfortunately i'm going to be the pessimist here i just feel like they need this game too much and we play we typically play poorly up there you know and again we haven't been good on the road all year I think we're one in four in our last five games at Virginia Tech. So, you know, there you go. Uh, and I just think that the uh, the kind of five-out offense they run is going to be a little bit hard for us. You know, I like our – I like – I'll say I like Shire's defense for that better than I would like, you know, Coach K's defense. But mm -hmm. they they get them up. Uh, they've got one guy who has 113 – that's uh, Padula has 113 three-point attempts on the year. Basile has um, 91. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation oh, of these right. names. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Couture has 80. So, you know, um, I, I haven't looked at our team's attempts, but I'd be shocked if anyone had that many. Yeah. No, no one's even close um, for us. Tyrese has the most at 78. You know, and there's a few right. guys in the 60s, but yeah. no one's close to that volume. Um, yeah. And I'll say, you know, Padula is like, he's not shooting it that well 32 percent, but there's value in that kind of volume yeah for sure for sure um, and like you said they're going to be desperate they need the game um i'm just hoping that maybe we've learned a little something about um you know you beat florida state at home then you go get blown out at nc state you, you beat pittsburgh have a big game at home win over them you go to clemson and get beat hopefully we're learning the lesson a little bit of like all right you just had a great win at home can you carry it can you take it with you um well and like we said versus clemson we did clearly show up to play in that game so i think that sure. was a step in the right direction and i feel for like sure. the team is playing better recently so i'm not as like pessimistic as i would have been you know if if you asked me right after nc state or something 
Like, I think we could win for sure. And I don't think it'll be a blowout. But I I feel like maybe we just lose a close one. Yeah. And, and, you know, to Virginia Tech's credit, they've been in all seven of those games, right? right? Well, and that's why their Ken Palm rating looks good, right? It's it's about how you lose. It's not about wins and losses. Yeah. Um, Only two of them were double digits to 10-point loss on the road to Syracuse, 10-point loss on the road to Virginia. That's not anything, you know surprising there um i mean they gave up the game tonight at little john i don't know if you guys watched it but they were up clemson hit uh hit their only three of the second half with like 10 seconds left put them up one and that was it yeah and they got a big defensive stop so yeah that was it you know i think a good start would be obviously that's you know anywhere for every game regardless of circumstance but you you have to think at least for me a team that's lost seven in a row, if we can get out to a decent week, if we can show up and play really well to start, you got to think they might just fold, right? They might just kind of say, all right, well, you know, maybe it's not meant to be, but um, hard to see them doing that with Mike Young. He seems like a guy that really just is going to, they're going to fight, they're going to call. Um, and the crowd, so, you know, the crowd will be there. So yeah. we're going to have to try to keep them quiet. That's the, you know, hopefully we'll have a lot of Duke fans. I know there's a lot of Duke fans that will show up there too, but. Yeah, and it depends on how healthy Jeremy is, right? Sure. Like if he feels good tomorrow and mo- heading into Monday, and he can continue to to give us that poise, um, that could go a long way because his shots tonight were just huge. The three that he made off of all of that scrambling around, the three or four shots in the lane that he was able to get to, he's the only guy on our team right now that's shown that he can get into those spots and make those shots. We're probably going to need some of that on the road, so it would be nice to have him um, to do that. We're really going to need to dominate the boards. You talked about their size, and so that's a way that you know maybe we could really use that to our advantage. But uh, one nice thing is they don't force a lot of turnovers. Um, they're two hundred and fifty seventh at forcing turnovers, so you know maybe that plays into our advantage because on the road we've tended to give the ball up a lot. So that's something yeah. to look at. It also looks like and I need to go back and check. Um, if you got it pulled up, it looks like they just don't take free throws either, right? Like they just don't get to the line that well. Is that what I'm looking at? I'm Probably because of chucking threes. Um, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Now they shoot well from the line, but I just don't think they take a lot is right. what I was looking at. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 332nd. So um, yeah. <laughs> almost dead last. Um, the other thing is they allow a lot of twos. So they don't allow a lot of threes. They're good at contesting threes, uh, but they allow a fair number of twos. So that could benefit us too we're not going to have to like make threes to win is my point and it also looks like they don't kind of use their bench a ton of ton they got like 327th in bench minutes now we're not a ton higher than that either but i mean we're top 100 so yeah. we actually do use our bench and now with jeremy back um maybe yeah, didn't that... they they were pretty shallow last year too i feel like they went six or seven deep yeah so i think that's just kind of mike young style just what he likes to do um so, you know, hopefully we can we can get a big win on the road. I think you weren't you saying this would be a quad one win as it sits right now. If yeah, we were to go up there and win. They're net sixty one. So yeah, quad one. Okay. Top seventy five and on the road. Yeah. So um I was looking at it earlier today. Uh aren't all of our losses quad one quad losses at this point? Yeah. 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 We've been fortunate in that regard that we ha- don't have any bad losses so far. We don't have I a think ton the of Wake wins, Forest one was but, uh, teetering because right. they were right at that 73, 74 for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then Wake kind of t- 
took care of business for a little bit, you know. I mean, they beat Louisville and Florida State, Boston College. You got to beat those. But then they did beat Clemson. They lost to Virginia. But today, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I actually feel pretty good about our resume right now. You know, the Miami game is obviously huge for that. But, you know, if the tournament started a day, we'd kind of be in that four to six seed range, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I feel great about where we're at, really. I mean, I was saying this offline, too. I don't want to be too reactionary to Miami. But I think just historically speaking, too, we've talked about how we struggled in early January. And then it seems to kind of we hit that switch a little bit towards the end, heading into February. I kind of think a game like this could do that. Like I could see us rattling off four or five wins and then not really losing again until that stretch where we go at Miami, at Virginia. I'm going to um, clip that and play that back after we lose. After we <laughs> lose. After Virginia Start Tech the next episode. After, Tech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. after we drop back-to-back road games. Um, yeah, that, it'll definitely happen that way. But I mean, I could, I could see that just creating some momentum. Maybe right. it's just because I want it to. That's definitely part of it. But um, No, but we are playing better for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we're playing better, and I think we're just kind of getting into the schedule a little bit. And Things are lively coming up. along. I think John yeah. hit hit on it at the press conference that him and Emil have been putting in a lot of extra work. So, and you can yep. see it. Yeah, yep. yeah. His last three games were arguably his best three, yep. or at least three of his best four or so. Yeah, and he missed some of those bunnies, like we said. But I, I like seeing him take those because yeah, those at least for the year he be was not even yeah. looking to go back up with it. So yep. you got to be able to go back up with that. Um, so yeah, you know, need him to keep coming on and see what just happens. Less, just less fouls. That's all. Yeah, yeah, less fouls for sure. Um, anything else from you all in Virginia Tech or Miami before we get out of here? You guys got a preference on what jerseys we wear? Ooh, hmm. has there been any that we haven't wore yet this year? I mean, we've wore black. We've wore yeah. the, the Brotherhood. Yeah, um, the dark, the dark blues. We've wore our road blues. I'm always good with the Brotherhood. I'm always good with going back to that. Well, the yeah. Brotherhood jersey. And we we wore that in Clemson, right? We lost. I think it was at one of the first road L's we've taken in. Yeah, we have a good record that with that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm still just partial to our just our standard road blues that we've kind of been rocking these last few years. Really, the the 2015 team. I'll, I'll say this probably oh, for yeah. the next 20 years when they broke out that specific that, yeah, brand that. of the the throwback Duke blues, and it was finally shifting back to what's actually Duke blue and not that purple crap that we've been wearing for a little while. That that's my favorite kind of most modern. My favorite Duke jersey is probably the the ninety two ninety three road blues. Yep. You know, I just the early pictures of my childhood is just Grant Hill rocking those those throwback Duke jerseys. That's like that's what I like. And so yeah. the closest we get to that. All right, well we'll get out of here. Hopefully, uh, you know we can get a big win um, up in Blattsburg, and then obviously we play again this Saturday after that. So I'm assuming we'll probably just wait to react to after both of those games, see what we do next week. Um, you know, get a little bit of a break. Hopefully we can come back and talk about two dubs. That would be nice, but you know, the deal in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe. You can find us at the devil's den.com email us at the devil's den pod at gmail.com. Um, you know, keep the faces strong in the verve. Go do. Go Duke.